We've downed the dogs. Now it's time to get down to business. This week on The Hapless Heroes. Let me start with the talking before you start with the smashing. Hello and welcome to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave and I'll be your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. Let's start, as I really do start every other time, I swear, by ensuring our cast. Starting on my right with Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. This is totally the first take of this. <laughs> to his right, we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Those dogs barely left a scratch on me. To his right, we have Nicole as Boris the Butcher. I'm having the weirdest sense of deja vu right now. To her right, we have Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. I may have cast Mirror Image on this episode. (laughs) Okay. I see. That's that's how we're doing this. All right. Cool. <laughs> Insubordinate. Churlish. <laughs> to his left, we have... <laughs> to his left, we have James, his hoblet, the smasher. Good evening, friendos. Good evening, friendos. <laughs> Right. Remember, Dave is in control of which characters survive and which ones don't. Go to war, Balake. <laughs> I'm I'm almost certain. I can't be for sure. Can't. But I think that might be the first time that I've ever said something other than just good evening, friendos. At the beginning. Oh, if that's what it took. But no, that's all you said. Yeah. Just twice. Right. But just just doing that was enough to get get a change. All right. Well, I see. So as we last uh, left off in this multi-part episode, I do encourage you all to start from the beginning. We just finished uh, combat with some hellhounds after Hedrick was dragged off somewhere by some hand and we leave with you all in the hallway and some dead dogs and a recently collected skull okay well the obvious here is that hedrick was taken we need to figure out where that hand went and quickly now, the dogs came from around a corner, right? And that's where Hedrick had been dragged off to, like towards yes. where I was. Uh, yes, so Jarrell is, is going to immediately start marching off in that direction uh, that Hedrick was dragged in. 
Yeah, I see no reason to delay. I'm going to follow Jarrell. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, me too. So the party exits this hallway through uh, what appears to be an area that had a door, but has since been broken and shattered away, leaving um, the rubble edges of the wall and maybe some splinters of door if you dig down deep enough into a square room with a uh, round kind of tower thing at the back right corner, sort of uh, consistent with the layout of this building already. This 20 by 20 room opens out to the left to another destroyed wall and door. Now, these walls weren't destroyed by the hand, were they? Um, it's tough to tell. Well, when we when we walked into the room where these doors was, no, uh, no, they we weren't see here, them. or you wouldn't have remembered them having been destroyed. But you wouldn't know how recent or long ago it was. Okay, but continuing down, it's a straight corridor. Ignore all the doors on the sides. Yep. Let's go. All right. So uh, through that area is another hallway about uh, 20 feet wide and goes on 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, about 60 feet to an actual door at the end of this hallway. I mean, we're looking for Hedrick. If we don't see anything, like we don't see anything of note in here. No, the walls are uh, bare stone walls, just like, uh, like the hallway you had just exited. And unsmashed, though. Unsmashed any further into here. But there's nothing else in here, right? So I'm assuming that we would just keep going. We would just keep going. Yeah, let's go. You know what I mean? We're not. If it's it's not smashed, it's obviously not where he was dragged off to. Question mark. But we don't know what the fuck is going on. So whatever. We have no idea. (laughs) What? Let's run till we run into something. Jarrell is out of divine senses, but he will, I guess, open the door once everybody catches up. As Boris is walking through the hallway, uh, she's going to be paying attention with blind sense to see if there's anything that we can't see. Yeah, and you can just okay. like like feel near you. Yep. Is that a passive ability or is that um, something you have to roll for? It doesn't say anything about rolling. Just with my hearing, I can locate hidden or invisible creatures that are within 10 feet of me. Okay. Uh, you will encounter none of those on your trip down the hallway. That's good. Hey, no one's sneaking up on Boris. Hey, Jarrell. Would you say that you are divine senseless? <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible pun. <laughs> that's my I dad am. joke. Oh. <laughs> you got to get your one in a day or they revoke your license. Right. Well, you can donate to us at patreon.com slash r slash. <laughs> okay, the slash. Okay, he's already fucking this up. This is why we don't let him do these things. Right. I'm out at the end. Anyway, sorry. Go on. Terrible anyway. dad joke over. Yes, so you continue to the end of the hallway where there is a door. It is a closed door. Is Jarrell still leading the way? Yeah. Good. What's interesting to me, we followed sort of this path the whole time, and we were able to clearly see where something was smashed through. And now it's not. Like, like we've, we've, like, there's no more smashed anything. So it's like something changed with whatever path this shadowy hand was like carrying Hedrick off to. And I mean, this is also, I'm operating under the assumption that the hand was the one that was smashing through things. But it's like, there's gone and there's no trace of any of Hedrick at all. Or you're the saying, hand. 
You're saying this as Jarrell's hand is on the door to open it. Yeah, don't just don't just open it yet. Like just like take a second and let's inspect it. So I'm going to inspect and like investigate the door for traps. Or like any secret, you know, hidden mechanisms and whatnot. All right, by which uh which method are you doing this? Investigation. Aha. That's not going to do it. Yeah, that's an 8. So your investigation tells you several things about this door. It is a standard door about, oh, however many inches high a uh, normal doorway uh, would be, you know, seven feet high, maybe, you know, 30, you know, three feet wide. It is wood in, uh, in uh, thick planks going from floor to ceiling, some sort of dark wood with uh, raw iron banding across the top and bottom. Um, there is a latch at the right. Looks like there's even a keyhole in it. Is the door unlocked? Are you going to attempt to open it? If that, if we're not doing any more investigations, yeah. Well, hang on, Terrell. Can I look through the keyhole? There's no reason why you couldn't. Sure. With my devil's sight, can I see anything through the keyhole? If I press my real eye against it. Another eye peering at you from the other side of the keyhole. I'm going to like slowly back away from the door and like turn to the party and be like, there's something on the other side of this door. It was looking right at me through the keyhole. Boris um, is going to approach the door super quickly, pull out a lockpick, and jab it through the keyhole. I was looking for something similar. Like yeah, where I, was, I, I was contemplating if my rapier would have fit through. Yeah. I was debating if my dagger would, and then I figured lockpick, it's an eye. It's the equal effect. Mm -hmm. Alright, so I just decided to roll a d20 to see what would happen, and I pulled up a 20. Oh! It's either going to be really yeah. good or really bad. Good or really bad, yeah. Yeah, your lockpick does not come back out. It is snatched and snapped in the doorframe. Or in the keyhole. Yeah, in the keyway. <laughs> Boris kind of like cups her hands around and leans so her mouth is close to the keyhole and shouts I've got more of those there is no reply of course not <sighs> alright if we have to do this the hard way uh, could we prepare and uh, I'll just mage hand the door open Sure. Jarl backs up if that's going to be the play, yeah. I will prepare to cast a spell, and I will prepare to cast Banishment. Because, okay. because if my line of thinking is correct, we have encountered Tarantian currency here. 
this is obviously like we are like this is potentially a chunk of Tarantus we're on. And the stuff that we're encountering does not appear to be, I think, native to this plane. So hopefully, Banishment will just send it fucking packing, never to come back. So long as it isn't the master of this domain. The master of this domain is staring at us through a keyhole like, I'm sorry, but like, what kind of master are you to be spying on us like through such conventional means? You know what I'm saying? A lot of assumptions there, Felix. <laughs> it's, now. it's a calculated assumption, Jarrell. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. just, it's not a blind assumption. Mm -hmm. Does Mage Hand open the door? Okay, so. I mean, I'm Mage waiting to see if anybody else wants on to its own there. is not going to open the door, no. Um, can I take... The Mage Hand can carry the lockpick, right? Yes, but you cannot operate the lockpick without Mage Hand Ledger Demand. Which is... But no one here has. I no only say that because that explicitly gives you oh, the ability to use the lockpick. Right, you're not right, you're yeah. not an Arcane Trickster anymore. I, I used to be one. That's Well, Quinn, Quinn was not one. At this point, it's been like six years. Mike... Well, okay. Well, I haven't so used the door's the locked. Forever. We can't pick it, or we don't yeah, want to well, go up there. Could, well, we haven't tried to carry pick a lock pick in it because it is less than ten pounds, but he would not be able to operate it. No. Gotcha. We have a literally a human walking lock pick, like right there, and I point to Boris. Boris I was just waves. trying to make sure she didn't put herself in harm's way. <laughs> Boris walks up to the lock, and you know, just. While still like looking at Quinn and Jarling, oh. um, like easily, you know, goes to town on the lock. And okay. as Boris is doing that, Hoblet's gonna move up with his new friend and just kind of set Trixie, pull Trixie out and like set her on the ground and like lean on it while she's okay. picking the lock, just just in case shit pops off right when the door opens up. All right, um, I'm going to need you to actually roll to pick this lock. Ooh. Shit. Like, yes, I know what your modifiers are. I have my own going on. Oh, that was a nat 20. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> wow, there's been a lot of those. Okay, well. So, can, can, can I? Or do you? Uh, go for it. Literally, in the time I go, ah, at Quinn, the door goes, click and pops open. Yes. <laughs> there was some token resistance, like something was pushing back, but it was completely ineffective against your almost instantaneously deft technique. The door swings open. Stevedore is standing on the other side. Banishment. <laughs> no, I'm going to hold the banishment when I see that it is Stevedore. <laughs> I will hold the banishment for now. <laughs> You're holding the hold. Still holding. Oh, I guess I'm kind of just standing yeah. there. How right. tall is Stevedore? I haven't met Stevedore before, so. Yes. I mean, you met him when we first got here, and that was pretty much it. Oh, yes, right. Yeah. I was going to say, did you meet him upstairs? Yeah, I did meet him upstairs. Hoblet's right there, too. So, how tall is Stevedore? Stevedore is. Whatever the most boring height is, five nine. Okay, so you know Boris is still having a up with him. I don't know. It's just like 
you know, a little taller than me, not like tall, tall, like somewhere in the middle, whatever the average is. So, so both Hoblet and Boris are looking up to him. And, and potentially Quinn. Yes, yeah. literally. But well, yeah, but no, what I'm saying is I went up there. We're both standing there. Yes. Looking up at him literally right now. I know we all are short and whatever, but. I'm hey, Stevedore. Uh, so yeah, you went, you, you done gone and left us at, up there. And, uh, unfortunately there's been some, uh, a bit of things happening here. Uh, care to explain old buddy, old pal. No, I do not. <laughs> he starts stepping back away from the door. The master bids you enter. I mean, I'm going to look. So, is uh, Jarell? Are you like standing close to me still? Because it's really it's 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 Hoblet and um, Boris, like at the door, right? I'm I'm figure I'm kind of like in the middle, maybe a couple feet from Hoblet. All right, Quinn, are you standing next to me? Yes. Okay, I'm going to lean to you then. Just like lean over. That sounds like a trap. Y yes. Yes, it does. Yeah, I mean, from my front and center position, can I see anything yeah. beyond? What, what do we see? What <laughs> the do room is dark. The edges are indistinct oh, and difficult to make out. Oh, maybe you don't know this, but I have 60 feet of dark vision. It's fantastic. My answer stands. So there's. I have 120 feet of super special see through magic darkness, dark vision. You can kind of see some details. It's still quite dark. The room goes about 10, 20, 30 feet in and no further off to the right than the hallway did, but opens out further to the left beyond that. How about Stevedore still right there? Stevedore is continuing to back away from the door. He is fading into the darkness. He's probably about 50 feet away from it now. Does your friend have a problem with meeting us right here? Stevedore still fading into the distance. Yeah, Stevedore is just walking backwards. Like the Homer Simpson just walking into the bush, like kind of just like wide, right. just backing, backing yes. into it. I, I imagine he's like backing up where like you can't even see his feet moving. He's just like slow, like Nosferatu disappearing. Into <laughs> it's 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 graceful, not quite a moonwalk, but it's nearly right. seamless. And he back, continues yeah. to back up, fading into darkness by everyone's sight, except for the person who can see through magical darkness, who sees Stevedore back up, back into the wall, and then starts uh, like sidestepping off to his right, your left. <laughs> <laughs> did he ignore me? He didn't answer me? Yes, he, he did, did not me. answer you. The, the, that, that, that action right there just speaks of the fact that you were ignored. Hoblet is going to turn... Jarell is behind me. Yep. Turn back to Jarell and kind of give him the look. Oh, no. Oh, and no. then I'm I'm going in. I had my chance. Okay. Yep. He we went sat, right. We sat in that lobby for a while. He went <laughs> to the right. Um, left. I'm going to left. correct you. He went to your left, his right. 
Right. Oh. He went left. Uh, so... Forrest is going to get I was assuming that maybe I'd have at least my crew would roll in with me, so... <laughs> Just make you go by yourself and see what happens. Quinn, Quinn and Felix <laughs> tend to be a little bit smarter and more tactical about their combat. Hobbit Smasher! <laughs> So now I'm here. Now we're here. Yes, you're there. You, and uh, I want to. Are, are um, I don't want to. In? I don't want to say the magic three words, but I want to focus on the reactions of everybody else before we continue with you, Albert. Okay. At this point, I'm next to Hoblet. Okay. Good. You're next to act then. I mean, since I seem to be the only person who can actually see in this magical darkness, obviously I'm going in. Okay, you also go in. Even even with your ability to see through magical darkness, the room does continue off. It opens up into a room that's maybe 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, about 60 feet wide and extending further off to the left. It does get indistinct even for you. And, uh, all right, so Hoblet's in. Felix is in. Jarell is in. Jarell is in. Are you? Okay. Jarell is in. Yeah, he's, he's, he said he was next to Hoblet. So. Oh, he was next to Hoblet. I thought he was saying he was next to Hoblet outside the door before Hoblet went in. All right, so Jarell. No, both Jarell and Boris said they came in with me. Okay. All right. Now it's more clear to me. Okay, so three have gone into darkness, as it were. Uh, how about uh, Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind and... Uh, Boris the Benevolent. How about you guys? Boris is with us. She's a, yeah. she's followed Oh, Hoblet. yeah. And I mean, it's, it's literally yeah. just Quinn. It's just Quinn. Okay. Who has not entered? <clears throat> um, I will. Uh, Quinn just shakes his head because he can't see, so he has no idea what he's walking into, uh, and doesn't like the fact that he's walking into something he has no idea what he's walking into so he's going to bring up the rear um but with a lot of hesitation <laughs> and he almost sulkily enters the room behind everyone once quinn enters the door snaps shut of course and yeah. fades into the wall obviously great awesome so mm -hmm. yeah but like well, what we were gonna do twiddle our thumbs out there Let's smash this fucker. Yeah. I mean, maybe come enough up with time. a plan. I was going to say, we spent enough time twiddling our thumbs. Um, seeing as how I'm the only person who can possibly actually see in here, the room let suddenly me walk in the front with y'all. The room suddenly throbs with a purple light, which goes out. Purple light? Hmm. <laughs> I don't get it. You <laughs> didn't even do it right. That's why you don't get it. Right. Oh, I mean, it wasn't the right joke. Okay, okay. I mean, that's that's the joke now, is that it, it's it's not the joke, and therefore is the joke. Once again, the purple light flashes, and you notice that it's coming from off to the left of uh, where you came in through the door. The direction that he saw Sivador go. Yes. Um, I'll still elect to, to walk in the front with Jarrell and Hoblet. Um, just in case the lights go out again, I want to be able to guide 
everybody if like you know there's some fuckery with like darkness and whatnot um and i say we i'm gonna suggest like let's 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 head this way i mean obviously be prepared for anything but it's like we're out of we're kind of out of our element here we really don't know where we're walking into but we have no choice but to walk into it there really isn't like any real plan to formulate here except for if things get hostile and something here is otherworldly, I'm going to try my best to banish it. Once more, the purple light pulses. It seems to be coming from some sort of pinpoint off in the distance. You can tell that there's some sort of dark growth along the walls that's illuminated briefly while the... Uh, okay, pulses. I'm going to try something here. And I hope I don't live to regret it. I'm going to lift the bandana. Okay. Does Darrell... Uh, is that supposed to show you anything? I don't know. I'm kind yeah. of... Like I said, like oh, I yeah. attempted to at least try to attune to this thing, and we were going to sort of reveal or discuss like what it can do along the way. So yeah. here we are. Hmm. Uh, and I'm going to try to focus my mental energy into either attempting to perceive through the gem or to access, you know, and, and, and exploit whatever power I'm stuck with. Well, for now, the room is entirely clear to you. And in a brief second, you can tell that the room is from where it opens up to the left, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 feet back 30, 40, 50, 60 feet wide. There's some sort of humanoid creature, although larger than normal at the far end of the room, holding whatever was creating that source of light. Stevedore has joined relatively close to him. Behind and along the entire back of the room and extending up the walls, there is some sort of growth that's protruding from the walls and is part of it. It's more intense towards the back of the room. Now, am I seeing this through, like, essentially the looking glass, so to speak? Like, am I looking through the gem and perceiving this through the gem, or with the, my the, own the eyes? The gem is giving you, like, a complete tactical overview of the room in a split second. Oh. Wild. So, yeah, I'm just giving you kind of the everything that's in it. The ceiling in this expanded area is about 50 feet high. Um... And you can sense that behind some of this growth at the back of the room off to the left, there's a door. You can almost see through it. With It's, it's almost like an x-ray vision of sorts. Oh, cool. All right. I've gotten the information I needed. I'm going to place the bandana back over and relay this information to my crew. Is the sword of justice glowing? I think we established always. It's yeah. Just always. Seeing as how you are in proximity of something. Oh, to most, you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. something that most unholy. Throwing off the sword of justice. Right. So, yeah. Okay. In the sort well, of Jarrell is um, 
Yeah, Jarrell's not about afraid. The I'm concerned about the growth. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm not afraid, Jarrell. <laughs> but we've upgraded to concerned. Okay, bud. So let's just give it a sec. Just give us a sec, okay? Obviously, we're walking into a trap. I think that I can... I think we all can... We all know this. Right, team? Right. Okay, so we're walking into a trap. There's obviously some sort of horrible growth on the walls, and we are about to meet whatever master of this place. I cannot I cannot imagine, based on Stevedore's comments, that he's going to be all that happy to see us, or it is going to be all that happy to see us, whatever this thing is. We need, if anything, just an exit strategy if shit goes sideways. Well, the door behind us is gone. Uh-huh. How about you got thoughts? any how about you got any more of that plane shift juice left in ya? Or was that a one time only deal for now? Yeah, what if I've used that and we haven't rusted? Then you only I got the one it. slot. Yeah. Hmm. Which sucks because I have another really radical spell there too that I could use, but we needed to do it. So what are we gonna do? If we find ourselves, I'm just gonna say right now, the only plan that I really want to put in place is if we find ourselves in a position where we are grossly outmatched by like a deity or something that obviously we can't fight. You would do well to hold your aggression so that we don't just get obliterated from existence is the only thing I'm just going to say to the group overall that we just approach the situation with finesse finesse and grace Boris finessefully and finessefully. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm really that saying grace part for. <laughs> what I'm really saying is that let me start with the talking before you start with the smashing. Deal. So hold on a second. He's specifically talking to you, Hoblet. Oh, I of course <laughs> I know. I'm talking to the group, but yes, like I am Did kind of directing you... these comments. To someone specific, yes. Did you tell us the layout of the room and then you made these comments? Yes. So you told me that Stevedore was standing next to him already? Uh-huh. Okay. So I might... Oh, fuck. Boris was slowly pulling out her dagger the entire time you were speaking. Deal? I ask uh-huh. again growing more impatient this time with the lack of response at this not rhetorical question. You've got 10 seconds. That's not enough time to talk. (laughs) The, The light at the far end of the room begins to glow again, more softly and now illuminating the room. Boris uses the hand that's not holding a dagger to start counting 10 seconds out. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. Alright, well, let's I mean, we're tar- kind of far away to be have a conversation, so let's just let's proceed forward cautiously and slowly and with intent. Yes. At the far end Two. of the room, you see several things. 
you see stevedore and you also see what appears to be some sort of large demonic creature very much in um oh quinn might recognize the shade of garthax oh yeah uh, um so that sort of shape except much more physical yeah um, you you yeah. and pregnart and Dudu fought him when it sucked or sucked his shade like when his shade appeared and sucked me into the gem me felix during the pregnart episode right the fight happened in Dudu's house mm-hmm so it's the yeah. same shape as that creature. Yes, it is the same shape as that creature, except not quite a shade. So yes, Felix, you would recognize it too. Yeah, I would recognize it as its fucking creation tortured me for way yes. too long. And it appears to be holding a large glowing diamond in its hand. How many seconds has it been? I mean, you haven't even said anything yet. We're not in range to talk. <laughs> right. So I'm giving him ten. I'm, I'm giving him ten seconds to decide how to handle it when we approach, and then I'm taking over. Yeah. So we're really about counting ten seconds as soon as Hoblet said ten seconds. So just how many seconds has it been? Fuck me. Oh, how many seconds has it been? You're about sixty feet away from it. Do not ruin this chance at exposition, my friends. And fact, I start walking towards. I was to say, and I start walking towards the room. The room right continues to slowly illuminate. It doesn't appear as deep as your tactical analysis had said, but uh, that growth appears to be quite a bit out from the wall, and is seems to be possibly even connected to the back of this. Uh, presumed Garthax here. Oh, shit. Holding the diamond in its hand, where the purple glow itself that is illuminating the room emanates from. So you get about 30 feet away, he says. Did you get my note? Yeah, apology not accepted. It's okay. I wasn't really being sincere anyway. It didn't seem like it Garthax, I assume, or the master, I should say, I assume. As I look Either at him. Or. Master, collector, your jailer. I mean, it's all going to be irrelevant in about an hour or so anyway. Give or take. Maybe less. Huh. Interesting, uh, interesting statement there. Would you care to elaborate on what you mean? Oh, I already seem to have collected this perfectly wonderful bard as he holds up the uh, gem and then tucks it into a pocket. I intend to collect the rest of you as well. You'd be wise to give that back, friendo. So, okay, Garthax, let's just going to level with you for a second, okay? We have... Um, quite the track record of dispatching fiend and foe with great impunity. Really, it was a struggle for me to even initiate a conversation with you because these 
my, my fellow compatriots here would have loved nothing more than to just murder you without even giving you a chance to speak your piece. See, I am a much more reasonable individual. And I assure you that your existence and, you know, being obliterated from it can be prevented if we, you know, find some mutual agreeable terms. Sorry. Did anything I say sound like a question? No, it sounded no. like a threat, and I'm just uh, going to, no, no. you know, I'm just matching your threat with a threat of, I would, I would consider, equal weight. No, no, a, th a threat is something you use when you're trying to get something out of someone. I have no expectation you're going to go willingly. Uh, at that point the growth behind him starts to rumble a little bit, undulating ever so, so somewhat. I pretty much expect you're going to resist. I'm just telling you it's irrelevant. It's not a threat, it's just a statement of fact. Uh, Jarrell will, will pipe in and ask, is this your domain? looks around at the room. Well, this most certainly is. Do you have any intention of it surviving past Vecna's wrath? Vecna can't come here. Doubt he'd be... Uh, as soon as he says Vecna can't come here, I lift the bandana again. He still can't come, even if he gets to watch. Well, I guess he gets a front row seat. You're certain that if he destroys everything in existence, that this realm will be completely untouched? You said it right there. Existence. We're outside of that. How could you have even gotten here? We <laughs> intend to leave if you would allow us. <laughs> oh. uh, sorry, Jarrell, but that... The whole leaving thing was taken off the table as soon as he took our friend. So oh, yeah, right. we're not okay. we're not leaving With without Hedrick. Duel. Right. Well, at least we can agree on one thing. And at that point, four large hands emerge out of the growths along the side of the room. Only four and start advancing. I guess we're doing this your way, Hoblet. Stevedore? Well, I just want to be clear. Stevedore, buddy. Part. Roll for initiative. Wait, so there's I, five of us. You have four hands coming out? Yes, yes. And Stevedore and Garthex. It's, it's itself. Well, no, but... So help me understand, because it feel like the hand... Well, maybe I guess the hands are just bringing us to him, and then he turns us into the gem? I don't know. Well, I guess we'll try to not find <laughs> that out. Well, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. there's four I, hands and five I'm, of us. I'm, don't be I'm the slowest one. I'm Shit, probably going me. first. I'm probably going first. Dear sluts who have rolled... 20s tonight. <laughs> Good. Did you, just roll a, did you just roll a zero on initiative? Yep, he rolled a zero. 
Yep. Guess who's going last? Or not going at all, ever. <laughs> no, you go. You're just... It's zero. It's, it would, it would be go? very hard for anyone to be after you. Yeah, you get to go. I still get a turn, even though my initiative is zero. <laughs> Fucking... Yeah, it's just that your turn is the last turn that ever happens. Should have just smashed. Yeah. I fucking... But they... I let them talk me into this, like, oh, let's try to negotiate. There's always a chance to negotiate. Yeah, not when I'm around. Stevedore fucked about. I'm going for him. You're going straight for Stevedore? (laughs) He's a piece of shit. He's on my list. Ten seconds was too many seconds. All right. That was the problem. So we've got Hoblet at a zero. Quinn, where are you? Zero, yep. 23. That's a lot more than zero. I love that contrast. But I did, I wasted a nat nat 20 on that. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the unfortunate part on my end. All right. Boris. 19. Jarrell. 17. Felix. 21. Zero. Just to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Zero the character or zero the number? Oh, no. It turns out when you roll a nat one and your initiative is minus one <laughs> and you do the math on that one. I wrote it. I even wrote it down to just make sure. One minus one, zero. Yeah. So I Is missed zero. Yes. But did you ask your mom to double check to see if that was correct for you? I didn't think it would be appropriate to text her this late, but I could maybe shoot her a text if you guys aren't sure on my math there. (laughs) I trust you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You know what? I'll do it on my calculator on my phone real quick. Interestingly enough, Stevedore and Garthax rolled at the same initiative, so that certainly streamlines things from my perspective. Oh, yeah, cool. Was it zero? <laughs> it was not. Oh, so I'm going last. It could have been negative yes. one. Yeah. Then I'd be going second to last. Did we ever clarify how far away we are from them? 30 feet. Okay. Yeah, you are now. One second. I'm just transcribing a couple of things over here. Ooh, big okay. He yeah. said, he said, as we reached 30 feet, he started talking. So, okay. Is this thing undead? Well, this, the, the big thing's a demon. Yeah. And um, we don't, yeah, we don't know what nature is unclear to you. Oh. And nope. unfortunately, you know, he's divine senseless now. So. Like uh, until I hit, until I hit, then I find out real quick. <laughs> we have no fiend radar anymore. Yes. Oh, but his character radar is probably too high for my my thing. Maybe. Whatever. Challenge okay. Rating. Challenge rate. Yeah. So as the four hands spring out and spring to their attack, extending forth. And uh, even Stevedore takes on a bit of a faster gait than uh, you've ever seen him before as he advances quickly towards you. Initiative begins with Quinn. So I'm going to cast Mirror Image on myself. Ooh, the Mort Opener. 
Oh good, there's more. Yeah. It's like the chess move. It's ports open. I mean, I, I'm right. I was gonna I'm say because like that was pretty much a recurring line, right? Uh, more mirror image. Right. Yeah. So so yeah, Quinn has always had it since like day one, but doesn't use it that often because he usually just goes invisible instead. So when Mort just would always do it, I'd be like, all right, he can have it. That's cool. But I've always kept it. So I like to use it every once in a while. Uh, so I'm going to cast Mirror Image on myself. Um, but that uses up my action. So I'm going to... I'm going to... Um, Technically, it's has it been ten minutes yet? Not really, right? Uh, we've has been it? Arguing. Um, and... Yeah, it's been ten minutes since whatever happened happened. All right, so we've we've lost two of my inspiration, but that's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna re-inspire Jarrell. Uh, Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. So just don't give up. Okay, that was actually motivational. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's still got a little sass to it, but. Huh. Uh, so uh, that's inspiration a D8 to uh, Jarrell. Cool. And then I will move. Um, no, I'm going to stay where I am. I'm going to end my turn. Okay. You're going to end your turn right where you are. Um, and let's see. Uh, we move on to Felix at the next initiative. And uh, you are, you, you guys are all kind of in a pretty tight group then? For now. Okay. Um, kind of spot you. Felix. There. Yeah. Felix is going to... Let's see, we are 30 feet away from them. Oh, I mean, I, I know what I'm doing. Banishment? <laughs> no, he literally just said this, this was, quote unquote, his domain. Right. I did, I did want gonna, to clarify that. So, yeah, so I'm, not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go with the, with the banish opener just, 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 just yet here. Uh, instead, I... Between two spells, yeah, that'd be, a great, that'd be a great side podcast. Like between two ferns, <laughs> between two spells. Um, I am. Is there? There's there's space behind Garthax and Sevador, correct? Um, behind Garthax, no. He is actually melded into whatever this stuff is. In the oh, that's unfortunate for Garthax then, and Stevador is not. But Stevador is next to Garthax? Stevador, no, he has advanced uh he is about ten feet in front of Garthax now. Oh, that's again unfortunate for Stevador as well then. Um and I'm going to cast Sickening Radiance centered on the point of the wall where Garthax is, so that the thirty foot radius extends all the way right to our feet. Okay. Coming, because like you know, coming from Garthax, 
And I need Garthax, the hands, and Stevedore to make uh, constitution saving throws. Okay. So As Garth- a dim greenish light. Greenish light? Spreads in that very radius sphere. And the DC is nope. 19. Okay. And Garthax uh, will make, and that's the constitution saving throw. Correct. And that is going to be, let's see, 14, 6. That is a 20. Oh, wow. 20 will save. Yep. And Stevedore. See, and he is he matches at a 19. Damn. The hands do not have to save? The hands in Garthax are one and the same. Just checking. Um well that sucks. But as long as they are in this light, they are it, it is light. they are incapable of going invisible. Okay. Um and if it starts, it's as soon as at the start of their turn, they have to repeat the save if they are starting their turn in the sickening radiance. This is not an end of turn effect. It is start of turn. Sounds good. And then I'm going to back up uh, 10 feet or so. Actually, I'll use my full movement, 25 feet back. And I'm going to use uh, as a bonus action my rod of the pact keeper to regain a spell slot all right that's my once per long rest use of that so i still have another spell slot freed up and that's my turn okay boris it is now your turn where did he put the diamond like in the equivalent of a pocket, maybe? Yeah, I tucked it away somewhere. Yeah, pockets and what he's got going on with being grown into the room is probably difficult to say where it went. Boris is going to run right up and stab with her um, trusty dagger. Are Run you right up the sickening radiance? What? Sorry? Oh, yeah. Can I go in that? No. Cause it, it, I mean, you can. If you do and enter it, you have to make the con save or take damage. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, never mind. Boris is not going to run into that. <laughs> hmm. I'm just going to throw the trusty dagger. Yeah, so they just fucking throw it. <laughs> You are throwing it at what or whom? Um, Gar- Garthrax. Yeah, Garthrax. Garthrax. Okay. Garthrax. Yep. And uh, I guess he's thirty feet away, so I'd be throwing at disadvantage. Fifteen. A fifteen will not do it. Yeah. Um, I will use my bonus action to. Hide behind Hoblet. <laughs> okay, I'm shield now, so you're good. <laughs> and now we get to our enemies. And cool, make a con save for both of them. 
fair enough. You were waiting on that. You were. <laughs> you were. He pounces quick. <laughs> oh, that's when you got to get it in. Mm -hmm. All right, Stevedore got a 20, and Garthax did not. Garthax got a 12. Oh, there we go. Garthax takes 200 million billion. 26 radiant damage. Okay, 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 okay. Wow. And suffers one level of exhaustion. Okay. Um, it does not suffer the level of exhaustion, as that is a condition immunity that uh, he has. Okay. Well, then it just t then he just takes that damage. damage. Okay. Uh, that's it. They can they can they can they can have their turn now. Sounds good. All right. They are going to uh, proceed to have their turn. The four hands of Garthax kind of spread out further to the sides to avoid this sickening radiance that occupies the middle Sick. of the room there. Whatever, Garthax is stuck in it, so. Yep. Stevedore will advance forward out of the sickening radiance and into uh, close combat with uh, looks like the bulk of the party, none of which have uh, particularly moved. Looks like Hoblet's kind of Except fun. for Felix. Yeah, Felix. Yeah. Uh, well, where's Felix? I backed up 25 feet. Felix backed up 25 feet. I missed that. I'm sorry. All right, Felix, you have a wall about five feet off to your right. It continues forward about 10 feet and then opens up to the right into part of the room. So just kind of to note that uh, that kind of wall in the corner is there. All right, so that's where everybody is. Stevedore has advanced forward. Stevedore is going to engage on Hoblet in the middle because I randomly selected and I'm not trying to pick on anyone, but everyone's getting picked on. Hey, good news. If he didn't come for me, I was coming for his bitch ass, so let's <laughs> throw down, homie. Good. As Stevedore gets to you, his facade shatters and breaks and is left with some sort of purple creature with, uh, with tentacles where its arms would be. It lashes out forward with both of them, trying to smash you with each of them. I will use the protection fighting style to shield one of the attacks. That makes it a disadvantage, right? Yeah. Okay, so the first one is, let's see, a six. Uh, that's definitely not going to be enough to break Hoblet's uh, um, AC anyway. Was that the disadvantage attack? Yes. Okay. And even the non-disadvantaged one, let's see, a nine, six. So a 15 against your armor class definitely isn't going to do it either. Nope. All right, both of those uh, kind of harmlessly bounce off. Huh. Big mistake, Stevedore. You're really, you're really fighting with the, on the wrong side here, bud. You should have been our friend, Frendo. Now we get to the forearms of Garthax here. The first one of those hands, it's going to be as there are four sort of spread out, made the uh, one um, first on the right. So uh, if we go from the left, one, two, third one in, 
So, you know, to your right, you know, one and then two further out. It is going to open up its palm. And in the middle of that palm is a mouth. That mouth is going to open up. And it is going to scream. Each creature within 60 feet takes d6 plus 2 thunder damage and must succeed on a dc 15 wisdom save or become frightened for a minute so uh Jarrell, nobody can be frightened near me nobody can nobody be frightened can be. <laughs> oh okay well then uh everyone can uh just um let's see d6 plus two. except for felix felix is too far away from me <laughs> Right. All right, well, Felix, uh, you get to make your uh, DC 15 wisdom save, and everyone else gets to take six thunder damage. Uh, I got, oh, yes, yeah, 23 on the wisdom save. We good. All right. It was six thunder six. damage to everyone. Uh, I use uncanny dodge. Ah, uh, you cutting that in half? Yep. All right. Well, I mean, that's what Uncanny Dodge does. Can Can we just talk about how broken Counter Charm is? It's not broken. It's working as intended. I mean, like, I'd have to know he was going to do that the round before. Well, that's why you just have it active so that it deters the enemy from casting spells. Like, you have to just kind of preemptively do it. It's like a boo. It should be a reaction. Anyway, six thunder damage. That's second. Maybe you should just do that on your turn then. Man. Instead of, you know, just making copies of yourself and. Listen, I feel protected. Oh, right. Wait a minute. Thunder damage? Yeah, but it's. Yes. Because there was no roll to attack. So it just hits you because you're. A, it's, a, it's an effect. It hits uh, all of us, whether or yeah. not. Right. Yep. That's fair. All right. So uh, another one of these hands, uh, the furthest out on the right, that's going to just make a standard attack at Jarrell. And that's going to be a 16 against AC. Nope. Not going to do it. Uh, let's see, one from the, uh, the far right, that's going to attack uh, one against Boris. And that's going to be a 25 against AC. Ow. Ooh, yep, that that will do it. All right. Uh, I just need to find the right die here. Where is that D eight? Yes. So it's going to do two, eight, ten. So eleven bludgeoning damage. Dodge. All right. Uh, dodge uh, against the whole attack or just the bludgeoning portion of it? Um, can I react to both? Because I'm just going to... You can only use one reaction per round. Yeah, it's the, same well, it. it's the same attack doing two different kinds of damage. You already used your reaction on the first one. Uncanny dodge is not a reaction. Uncanny dodge, it says as a reaction. You have oh, to then you... Then you've oh, already used your right. reaction, so already you, you cannot it. react to anything else until um, the start. Until next my next turn? Okay. Yeah. 
plus one. So another 15 piercing damage as well. Ow. So 18 plus 15? Yeah. Fucking ow. That would have been the one to dodge. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> Three. Oof. Aye. Yeah, the uncanny dodge only works against, I think, like area of effect spells, anyways. I believe. So no, that's not uncanny dodge. Uncanny dodge works against any attack from an attacker that I can see. Um, I the see. one that's uh, the uh, it's evasion. Oh. Areas of effect. Well, because the area of effect was the first attack. Then that was not the thunder. Yeah, because we yeah. all took that damage. But that's a deck save specifically. That's all I can use. Okay, 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 okay. All right, we're not gonna undo, unwind all that. We're just gonna kind of let that be yeah. what it was. Yeah, we're just the deck saves. Kind of penalized enough for taking that action. Yeah. <laughs> and we're looking to move things along. So the last one is going to uh, zip kind of around the side, get close to Quinn. And it's going to open a mouth at its palm, but instead of roaring, is going to be more of a short, blasty kind of noise. Very disgusting, short, blasty sound. And uh, you need to make a constitution save. You can add four to that. Great. Try to remember. Lucky feet means I can re-roll. Did you roll a one? I did not. <laughs> but it's almost. It's literally the next one up. Yep. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna re-roll. Much better. Okay. Uh, Seventeen. You said plus six. Four. 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 Yeah. Oh, plus six because my constitution is plus two. So twenty-three. Okay, so you're going to be taking half damage. Um, I don't believe you would be deafened like you would. Let's see. So it says taking uh, 6d6 thunder damage and being deafened for one round on a failed save. We're just taking half as much on a success. Yep, so no deafened. So, all right. Wow. That would have sucked. 66. 66, though, that's a lot. 66? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to take. In just one turn. No, it wound up being 22 damage, though. Oh, I thought I heard you say 60. Thunder damage. So Is that halved? 11, then, right? Yeah. 33. And then, oh, everyone else takes D6 plus 2 thunder damage. Ow. Wait, Why? what? Except for Felix, because you are far enough away. Oh, now, we, now it works out. Yeah. So Where it winds up being 5 damage thunder. Can I dex save? Okay, I can't react anyway. No, that's just, you just take yeah, the damage. All right, so that is uh, Stevador and all four of the actions on behalf of Garthax. And we now move on to Jarel. Um, I will strike at Stevador. All right. Twice. Okay. 
Uh, the first attack. Well, I'm gonna use uh, the inspiration from Quinn. The D8, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. You just use it after you roll, though. Oh, I rolled. Right. <laughs> I need oh. it. <laughs> uh, 23 with the yeah. with the inspiration. Yeah, definitely do it. And then uh, another another 23. So they're both 23. Yeah. So those both um, do the job. I will go as balls to the wall as I can with two third level divine smites. On Stevador. Well, yeah, Stevador is not just a regular butler. <laughs> if it was just some random butler, I'd feel bad doing this much damage to him, but um it stands, yeah. <laughs> so that's one, two, three, four. Is it forty-eight? Um, and that's He's not undead, correct? He is not undead. Okay. Paladin math. Sixty-one radiant and twelve slashing. Gee, bus. <laughs> Unfucking real. Um, yes. And. That'll be it for right now. Yeah, Stevedore got fucking smacked. Um, this has done a very significant amount of damage, and he has gone from zero to bloodied in 0, 0.0 seconds. Hey, Hoblet, finish him off. <laughs> and if With he, pleasure. You know, if he doesn't, I'm pushing him back into the fucking second <laughs> radiance. <laughs> he also makes a... Um, uh, malicious cackle when the entity takes damage. It can magically emit a harrowing cackle, which it does. And goes, yeah! Almost like Howard Dean all those years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it was quite harrowing. And what would normally happen is you would have to succeed on a DC 14 wisdom saving throw. The problem is it's or be frightened for one minute, which unfortunately all of you are unable to do, except for the one person who already was. Oh wait, uh, you weren't. Um, make just, yeah. I you, was not. You were not. You already saved against it. But yeah, make make another save. Uh, you're just trying to beat a DC 14 wisdom. Someone blowing this for me. Thanks. Fifteen. Let's there go. go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so none of that happens. Everyone is unsuccessfully Howard Deaned by Stevador. Stevadeen? Uh, I, I feel like we're getting into community territory. Oh, so, uh, Jarrell does finish. Uh, do you have anything else that you're doing, Jarrell? You Just said that telling was Hoblet to finish the job, yep. Yep, yeah, you did tell Hoblet to finish the job, and we are now on to Hoblet in initiative. Oh, snap. Oh, and Stevedore's yeah. in my face? Yeah, oh, snap. I think that's what's probably going to happen to Stevedore very quickly here. He had a chance. You should have just answered my question, friendo. And we're going to swing Trixie. The old broad. <laughs> uh, 22? A 22 definitely hits. Definitely hits. I'm, I'm rolling the thunder die, in case you guys can at home can hear that. 
Definitely can. Uh, 17. A 17. Let's take a look again. Yes, a 17 will do it. Oh, no, that's the damage. Oh, 17 damage. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what kind of damage? Uh, bludgeoning. Magical bludgeoning. Magical, Magical blood. bludgeoning. Okay, it takes the 17. It stays bloodied. It's now very, very bloodied. And we are going to swing. Might as well. Maybe yeah, we're going to swing again. We we're can probably take again. a nap after this. I was going to say you have, you have <laughs> some you have some war priests blessings left. I hope. I have one more after this one. Okay. Uh, okay. I do love that we have Trixie as a one-handed mall now. It's amazing. That's why his AC is so high because he's dual wield. He's wielding that with a shield. Right. 21. Yes. Okay. Uh, so. He did accidentally say that a 17 will do it. <laughs> yeah, but I can cut that, so I'm still going to be excited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's another 20 magical bludgeoning. Wow. Okay, so you can be as descriptive as you want. Oh, you got him. Well worth the usage of War Priest. Uh. You know what? This is going to be... This is a move that Hoblet and Clangadin have been working on. He, Hoblet calls it the okey-doke. We'll hit him with the okey-doke. It's the, it's the uppercut and then the down smash. So the first hit was like an upward swing and then two hand down fucking smash him right between his tentacles like the sh uh what the the guy from Mortal Kombat with the big hammer who pops their head through their anus <laughs> no i didn't remember that <laughs> what happens and then for shits and giggles uh i'm going to cast um mass healing word as a bonus action. Word. Give everybody 11 hit points back. Ooh, cool. I'm back to full. I'm back to right before I was quite started. Take that, you bastard. Dying less. Very nice. Uh, so there's five of us, and i that's for six creatures. So I'm going to take a little bit of that healing for myself, too. Get a little bit of that. Fantastic. And let me mark my spell slot. Uh, and we're good to go. All right. So uh, that's all settled. Is there anything else you're looking to do on your turn? I don't believe I can do anything. Well, no, I'm going to stay. I'm near Jarrell. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to stay here. Okay. <laughs> Did you see him fold? Great job, Hoblet. I have a surprise for the big one. Next. <laughs> okay, as so we've hit the bottom of initiative, I feel like this seems to be the right time to call this episode. So uh, stand by, dear listeners, for yet another week uh, while we continue this combat and uh, we've, uh, see, where, uh, see where this adventure will take us. 
But until then, no. if you us, we can be found on the internet. We're in such places as Reddit slash r slash Hapless Heroes Podcast. And if you were to search on Facebook, Hapless Heroes Podcast, you'll find us there. We're also on both Instagram and Twitter at Hapless Heroes. All of those places will take you to the crown jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server, where you can meet and hang out and talk shop D&D or otherwise with us on a daily basis. We're all there on uh, on Discord, and we love you to be part of our growing community. Now, if you really like us, you could leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. At this point in both the podcast and in your in uh, history, I'm going to assume that uh, you have a podcast service of choice, and if you do, when they accept reviews, leave us a review. We, of course, love five-star reviews, but any review will do, of course. So, uh, you know, be, you know, it was a good, honest review. And uh, if we do find it, we will read it out loud and give you credit for the five-star person that you are. Now, if you really, really like us, you could donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash heroes. Uh, we have a variety of reward tiers from uh, things as little as just sort of getting a role on our server. Um, in there, uh, there, we have a special channel for everyone where you can uh, see some of our outtakes uh, that's also available on our Patreon. Some further, uh, further benefits would be uh, maybe Oh, the first of Hoblet the Smasher's journals, the disjointed thoughts of the most violent dwarf in our party. The wicked, twisted mind of a madman. <laughs> in, uh, it is it is borderline concerning, actually. Yeah. <laughs> to read through. <laughs> I've read some of it. It's concerning, even for the internet. <laughs> To, to this point, your Patreon uh, donations have helped save almost lost recordings, have increased the quality of the recording equipment we use and brought the quality of the show up. We cannot thank you enough for your support. And, uh, you know, we, we love reinvesting it into the show and we're going to continue to do that to keep you know, bringing you the, the D&D entertainment that, um, I guess, for whatever sins you may have committed in some life that you deserve. <laughs> If you like us, right now you love us, Sally Field and the whole deal. The whole deal. Not just part of it. The whole thing. whole deal. Find a small gender appropriate swimsuit. Put it on underneath whatever set of clothing you might be comfortable in. Prior to doing so, you're going to want to write the name of our podcast on about your body. You're going to save your money for one calendar year. You are going to purchase a ticket to the Super Bowl when the Bills are in the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> you are going to go down to the sideline and very nicely make friends with the security guard. Get him to maybe take a picture of something the opposite direction. Ditch your clothes. Sprint onto the field. There will be children watching, hence the swimsuit. I want you full nude. And run around with hapless heroes at the Super Bowl that the Bills are playing at, if you really love us. It's perfect because it's always next year. It'll always and, be. <laughs> and, and, and we'll be watching. Doable. Always. Yeah. Always. Anyone old enough to remember when Chris Berman picked the Super Bills to go to the Super Bowl? I think it was Bills Niners he picked every year for like 10 years straight. And unironically, it's going to be Bills on the Super Bowl for like the next 10 years. So mm-hmm. get used to it, America. Yup. Let's it's the early 90s all over again. We're a start rage. 
neon shit up in this bitch or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, before we make this any weirder, we're just going to outro and just get this gracefully. So to my right, we have the failed. Fa- ah, we have the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom, played by Francesco. I mean, we had two plans. I'm glad to see at least one is happening. To his right, we have Lord Jarrell the Light, played by John. Until next time. To his right, we have Boris the Butcher, played by Nicole. Sometimes there's space for finesse, but sometimes I think smashing would have worked better. For her left, we have Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Thank God I have a lot of earwax, my goodness. To his left, we have Hamlet the Smasher, played by James. He shouldn't have ignored me. My name is Dave. I've been your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. We'll see you next week as we hopefully conclude this uh, fantastic adventure we're on and continue to move along in uh, the greater story. Bye-bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.